A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord Each year on the second Sunday of Easter, we read from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. The disciples are gathered together, but the doors are locked because they are afraid. The risen Christ enters through the locked doors. Fear has shut down the disciples, so much so that they are separated from themselves. They've lost access to their true being. The risen Christ opens the door, which brings them home to themselves. But Jesus also drives us out of ourselves so that we go into the world and shape it. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Last Sunday, reading from the 24th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, we met two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Even though the risen Christ walked with them, they did not recognize him because of their sadness and disappointment. They did not understand that it was necessary that the Messiah should suffer and die and then enter into his glory. So, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them all the things about himself in all the scriptures. Jesus gave them a new lens with which to understand all that had happened. Jesus was the key that unlocked the mystery for them. As they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road and opening the scriptures for us? That same hour, they returned to Jerusalem. On the fourth Sunday of Easter, we always read from the tenth chapter of John's Gospel, reflecting on Jesus, the true shepherd. When we think of shepherds and sheep, we imagine green pastures and still waters, 
But we are not in the country. In fact, we're in the center of the city of Jerusalem, outside the temple. In chapter 9 of John's Gospel, which we read during Lent this year, Jesus opened the eyes of a man who was blind from birth. When the Pharisees looked at the man who could now see, they saw a man who had been born in sin, and they threw him out of the synagogue. Jesus came looking for the man, because the true shepherd comes to gather and restore what has been scattered and separated. In today's verses, Jesus is challenging the system that creates insiders and outsiders. In the Old Testament, the leaders were often referred to as shepherds. When Moses prayed to God for a successor, he asked that God would appoint someone over the congregation who shall go out before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in. Joshua is the name of the shepherd who replaced Moses. Joshua is a Hebrew name. In Greek, the name is Jesus. In the ancient city of Jerusalem, there was a gate on the north wall by which animals were brought in from the surrounding areas for sacrifice. It was called the Sheep Gate. There was only one door where the sheep went in, and no lamb ever came back out. In the very temple area filled with sheep on their way to slaughter, Joshua, Jesus, declares, There is a way out. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Robbers and thieves take the sheep without entering through the gate. They pick off sheep for sacrifice from a safe distance. But the true shepherd is happy to go through the gate. But the true shepherd is happy to go through the gate occupying the space of the sacrificial lynching, laying down his life for the sheep. In John's Gospel, if we use our liturgical calendar, Jesus is crucified not on Good Friday, but on Holy Thursday, at the very hour when the Paschal lambs are being slaughtered in the temple, the day before Passover. We use gates to keep others out. But the open tomb on Easter morning reveals that the gates of death have been breached by the one who came so that all might have life and have it more abundantly. The door now lies wide open for all. Peter recognizes the impact of what this means. As we heard today, for the promise is made to you, and to your children, and to all those far off, whomever the Lord our God will call. St. Paul echoes this in his letter to the Ephesians. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For Christ is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one, and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. Jesus said, I am the gate. 
Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Anselm Grun, a German Benedictine monk, writes, The door opens and closes. It opens up a way in for me, into my inner house, but it also lets me go out. The door shows the link between inside and outside, and only those who live both inside and outside can have a healthy life. Those who live only inside shut themselves off from the outside world. They remain unfruitful. Those who live only in the outside world become superficial. They lose themselves. It's going in and out that keeps people alive. Abundant living isn't something that happens after we die. The kingdom of God is about shaping our present world into a just and safe home for all, where all are welcome and no one is excluded. In his online reflection, Life Abundant, Fullness of Life for Everyone, Herb Montgomery writes, Abundant living doesn't come at the cost of death for others. This kind of life isn't life for any of us, unless it is life for us all.